It's great to see you. Uh, welcome again. Um, if you don't know me, my name's Nigel. I'm one of the leaders here at Gateway. If you're new, it's great to have you with us. Um, as has already been said, we are beginning a new preaching series today. Um, thank you very much. Nice. Um, but please, let's not just go back into the old routine. Uh, it feels like we haven't had a, a, a proper preach, as it were, for a little while. Um, which I'm sure is a good thing, but let's not just go back into how it always was and expect our nice little uh, religious sandwich on a Sunday morning. Uh, this is a series about the Holy Spirit, and our expectation and our prayer and our hope is that we are encountered by the Holy Spirit, not that we talk about the Holy Spirit, okay? So let's just, uh, I want to say that from the outset, um, our we don't want to talk lots, we don't want to do lots of nice theology, although I'm sure there will be theology in there, but our, our passion really is that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we would be a people who truly are the dwelling place of God. Amen? We've just been singing about God's dwelling place, haven't we? Um, and how good it is. Well, let, I just wanted to read to you Ephesians 2. Let me uh, just read you this. This is what has happened to us as God's people. This is Ephesians 2. Um, ooh. Verse 19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. So you, we, as the people of God, are a dwelling place. We are the dwelling place now, in fact, on the earth where God lives by his spirit. So as we gather together, as we together are the people of God, our expectation from the word of God is that we would be the place where God dwells by his spirit. Amen? Is that your expectation? That is who we are. We are the dwelling place of God. God has gifted us with his spirit. His very presence amongst us. And our prayer right now is, God, will you inhabit us as your people? Will you invade us, as the poster says? Yeah, what happens when God invades his people? Will you invade us with your spirit that we might truly be in these days the people that you intended us to be, that you purposed us to be, that you have spoken in your word about? Amen? That is our desire. That's why we want to uh, do this series on the Holy Spirit. It's not nice theology. It's a, an excitement, actually, that God wants to encounter us. Amen. And I hope that uh, as we begin to talk about it, as we begin to pray, that that would become your desire too. It's so easy for us, isn't it, just to go along with the routines uh, of church, the routines that get into the rut of being a Christian, yes, we believe all this, but actually, are we filled with the Spirit? Are we operating in the gifts of the Spirit? Are we walking daily in the power of the Holy Spirit? But that's our desire. We want to say, God, make us that kind of people in these days, because boy, isn't that what the world needs? Actually, the people of God on fire and filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Father, we, we want to commit this a season to you, Father. We say that we want to uh, we want to dwell here for a while. 
We want to truly get hold of who you want us to be as your people. Lord, we want to be your dwelling place. We want to be built to be that temple of the living God where your power and your presence are at work amongst us, where the gifts of the Spirit are seen and are operated in, where, we, uh, where people around us are astounding because they, they say, truly, God is in the midst of this people. Father, that is our prayer. And Lord, as we approach this, Father, I pray, Lord, will you pour out your spirit on us? Will you raise our expectations in these days? Lord, will you increase our desire to see you active amongst us and not just to go along and continue the same old, same old that we're used to? Father, we ask, invade us as your people in these days. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, now during this series, we're going to base ourselves in 1 Corinthians, as you will see on the screen behind me, 1 Corinthians uh, chapters 12 to 14, but don't go there today, we're not actually going to go there, um, because I just want to introduce what this is about, but this is, we're going to take some months going through those three chapters. That will be our framework, if you like. It's a few chapters that talk about the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and what we should expect to see as God's people when the Holy Spirit is active amongst us. So we will come there. But first of all, I want to set the scene by going right back to the beginning of the story, to Genesis um, chapter 28. And in particular, uh, so we're going to read Genesis uh, 28, but also I want to Uh, remind you, and maybe tell you for the first time for some, uh, of a prophetic word which was given to Gateway 11 years ago now. And I think that sets the scene for where we want to be. Um, So let's go to Genesis 28. Have you got that, Phil? So this is talking about Jacob. Jacob, you will remember, perhaps, has... Uh, run away. He's made a, me- a, a complete mess of things back home. Uh, he's deceived his father into giving uh, him Esau's blessing. He's now uh, enemies with his brother and he's run away. So that's the scene. He finds himself in the middle of nowhere and he, um, well, let's pick up the story. J- Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the place Bethel, though the city used to be called Lutz. And so 
Then, then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I'm taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. So Jacob is running away. He's in a bit of a mess, but he stops in the middle of nowhere in the desert. He sleeps and he has this dream where God appears to him and he sees heaven opened up above him and he sees the angels uh, ascending and descending on a ladder and he declares this place is the house of God. I didn't realize it, but actually this is the gate of heaven. And this is a theme that then is picked up all through scripture. It's the first place that we see it, uh, where Jacob presents it to us. But actually all through scripture, we see then this picture of heaven being opened, if you like, over the people of God. And the people of God being the dwelling place, the house of God, the gate of heaven, the access point for the heavenly realm to come into earth. That is what the people of God are to be. And we see that picture all through scripture. And I want to take you back to a prophetic word that was given to us here at Gateway. Um, as I say, in October 2007, this, it, this was, uh, we had a visiting preacher, a guy called Rob Davey from Birmingham, and he spoke to us about this passage. We'd just changed our name as a church to Gateway. Some of you might have been here. Actually, was there anybody here that day when Rob Davey came? This would be an interesting experiment. Ah, oh, there was a few. Yeah. Ah, oh, there was quite a few, actually. Very good. Um, So 11 years ago, are you all feeling older? And this is what he said to us as he prophesied over the church. We had just changed our name to Gateway. He said, Bethel is a picture of the church and the church needs to be a place where the heavenly ladder steps down onto earth, where angels descend and ascend. And it says in Hebrews that angels are ministering spirits sent by God to serve those who are being saved. And this He said, speaking about Gateway, this, I believe, is a place, one of those places where the angels will descend and ascend. I believe that this church is called to be a church of the supernatural, that you will see miracles regularly among you. Healings that we've seen this morning will become a regular part, that you will have a reputation as a church where miracles take place regularly. And I believe that God wants you to know that the land on which you are lying is for you. Swindon is your place, that God has given you Swindon, and that this isn't just for you. It goes on to say that it's for your offspring as well. You are not building something just for this generation. You are building something for generations to come. It says all peoples on earth will be blessed here. I believe you're going to see many different nations coming into this church. I believe that you're going to see multicolored, multiracial church working together in a brilliant, wonderful sense for the purposes of God. And you have this wonderful promise over you. Now, of course, this was just a dream and it could be just a dream for you too. I just felt that you can have all sorts of dreams. But Jacob woke from the dream and he did something. He took the stone on which he'd been lying and he built it into a monument. He built it into an altar for the glory of God. Now, I'm not talking about buildings or building monuments here particularly, but there is something that has to be taken hold of. There's something physical that has to be done. There's something that has to be stepped out into. There has to be some risks taken in order to realize the dream. But it's a dream that God has given you, and I believe that you will see the fulfillment of it. 
Amen? So that is a prophetic word. We have always held on to that. We absolutely believe that God was speaking to us at that point, And indeed, that that is something that God intends for us. But I don't think that we have yet seen the fulfillment of that. Would you agree with that? There's something more that I believe that we're to step into. And that is part of the reason for us doing this series, for us beginning to talk about and to pray about and to provoke one another about the Holy Spirit and to say, actually, church, what is supposed to happen? What is it supposed to be like when God invades his people, when indeed his people get hold of the fact that they are the house, the dwelling place of God by his spirit, that actually the church of the living God is to be the gateway to heaven, the gateway to the heavenly realm, the gateway to the place where God God is on the throne where he, uh, where what he says goes. And the church is to be the gateway to the access point to that realm. So that in and amongst the people of God, the presence of God dwells. The reality of God, the kingdom of God breaks in regularly and manifestly. Amen. What is it to be like? And so part of the reason, the reason for doing this series is not to say, oh, we know how the Holy Spirit works. We know how to do this. Guys, we don't know how to do this. We have a long way to go in this. But we believe, A, that this is what the church, every church is called to be. That access point, that doorway. We had it in the um, uh, wonderfully in the tongue and interpretation that we heard earlier. When Ant gave that interpretation, he talked about the doorway, didn't he? You've opened a door. And that is what the church is to be. A place where the door to heaven and to the purposes of God, the presence of God, the activity of God, where that door is opened. That is what the church is to be. That is our conviction. And not only that, our conviction is that as gateways, specifically, we are holding on to prophetic words that say, this is what you're to be like. The supernatural is to happen amongst you. Amen. So that is the context and the backdrop to this series. It's not saying we've got it all together. It's saying, guys, can we together stir ourselves and go after God for this? Because we believe that this is his intention and his purpose for us. And indeed, actually, only we will only be the people that we're called to be, that God intends us to be, and that he's put us here for if we are the dwelling place of God where he dwells by his spirit. Otherwise, we're not going to do the things he's called us to do. And the first, I just want to bring out three quick things from Genesis 28 this morning as we uh, introduce this series. Because you see, the first thing is that uh, God says to Jacob in his dream, doesn't he, that, uh, that you are to be a blessing to the ends of the earth, as it were. To all peoples, he says, will be blessed through you. And that is God's intention for the church. That is God's intention for us at Gateway, is that we would be a blessing to those who are outside, to those who are around, and to the ends of the earth, actually, as he leads us. Amen? We're to be a blessing much wider. This is not just for us. We don't just come here on a Sunday and have a nice time before God. But actually, as we're the people that God calls us, us to, calls us to be, that we are to be a blessing. But the only way we're ever going to do that if we're, is if we're a people who are filled with and gifted by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And we have to press into more of this, we believe. It's time to provoke ourselves it's time to go after God. We want to be that blessing. We, we absolutely believe right now that God is on the move in Swindon. I believe that God is on the move in the UK, by the way, generally. But I believe so much that God is on the move in Swindon. That he's bringing churches together in a way that he's, uh, that, 
Well, as, I, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't done before. And I believe that that is the precursor in Scripture. That's the precursor to the blessing of God. Amen? To the breaking out of God amongst us. He brings his people together. He says, uh, Jesus' prayer, John 17, isn't it? That as my people are together, as, they, as they're united, may they be one heart so that the world will see. And I believe that God's intention is that the world would see who he is and that he's doing something in Swindon. It was, it was exciting. I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday evening when Terry Virgo was amongst us. Terry Virgo, who started uh, the New Frontiers family of church churches which we have come out of. Uh, amazing to have a, a gift like that amongst us and to have 300 people gathered in here from different churches across Swindon. And I believe that it points, is one of the indicators that God is doing something in this place. His hand is upon Swindon. We are indeed to bring the blessing of God to Swindon and beyond. But that's the dream. And it can be just a dream. But God says to Jacob, there's something that you need to do. There's something that you need to step into. I'm giving you a dream. I'm giving you a picture of what it's to be like. I'm saying to you, you are to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. But now you need to become what my intention for you is, i.e. that you're a gateway to heaven. That you're a gateway to the supernatural. That you're a gateway to the purposes of God. That the gate is open. That actually the heavens are open over you. And that the spirit is poured out and we begin to see things that we, you wouldn't expect to see in the natural. Amen? And our hunger is to go after that. Not for the sake of manifestations, not for the sake of excitement on a Sunday morning, but so that we might be a blessing for those who don't yet know God. That the people of God might look different from everybody else, which is God's intention. Is it not? And right now we look too similar to everybody else, don't we? And I think God wants to put in us a holy frustration with how things are amongst the people of God. How things are at Gateway, but how things are amongst the people of God. That we might see more of his presence of, and his power. When you read the Bible, we see a lot more than we're seeing right now, don't we? And Jesus says, you will do even more than I have done. And I believe God wants to put in us a hunger to see the things of God. To see the things of the supernatural. To see a heaven opened over us. And that is the purpose of doing this series. It's not nice theology, as I've said. It's so that we might encounter God and we might make more of a difference. And that we might become the blessing that God intends us to be. Amen? So the first thing is that we're to be a blessing. And we come at this in all humility saying we don't know. Uh, we're not experienced here, but I believe God wants to teach us. I believe what God wants to lead us into this. And my invitation to you really at the start of this this morning is to say, will you come on a journey? The, the, the psalm that Sharon read to us, this uh, passage that we've just read, it's a journey, isn't it? It's always a journey in God. And God wants to take us on a journey, uh, a journey of the spirit, I believe. There's a, a fascinating uh, prophetic word over the UK that was brought by a guy called Jared Cooper. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's based up in the northeast of England uh, earlier this year. And uh, 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 some of his prophetic words, I believe, are just so in line with what um, uh, just resonate with me and with us in terms of what God is doing. And I just want to read you a couple of bits of a prophetic word that he uh, brought over the UK earlier this year. 
And it begins like this. There is a ripping open of the heavenly realms above the United Kingdom right now, bringing the church into a new season in God. I believe that, folks. I don't believe we've seen the, uh, the, the fulfillment of it yet, but I believe that is the season that we're in. And that, but we've got to walk into it. You, we have to do something. It's like the, the, the prophetic word that I read to you from Rob Davey um, from October 2007. It can be just a dream, but we need to walk into it. And this is the, the continuation of the Jared Cooper prophetic word. I'm bringing you into a spacious place, a place of fulfillment. There's a new rhythm and authority coming to the body of Christ. Now is the time to enter a new school of the spirit to find the pace of my spirit. There are greater details, greater breakthrough, greater speed being delivered to you. It's a time to increase your prophetic accuracy and so on and so on. But can I pick up on that phrase because that resonates with what we want to do here. Now is the time to enter into school of the spirit. And I believe that's God, what God would invite us to as we launch this. Is, is I believe that God's saying to us, I want you to take you into a school of the Spirit. It's not that you know it all right now, but this is my purpose for you, is that you, you would be those who are clothed in and filled with and operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I want to take you into a school. I want to train you in this, that you might become the people I've intended for you to be. Amen? But, says Jacob, back to um, Genesis 28, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. And it's so easy, I believe, as the people of God to go around, to, to, to do the things of God, particularly the things of church, to go through the routines of Christianity in our culture and not really be aware of what God is doing. And not really be aware of the purposes of God. And not really be aware of his intentions and his desires for us. And that was Jacob's testimony, wasn't it? That surely God is in this place. I wasn't even aware of it. And I think that says something of that for us at Gateway that says, actually, there is so much more that we weren't even aware of. We were just going around the routine uh, business of what we regarded as being a Christian in 2018 in Swindon. And there is so much more that we weren't even aware of, church. And God wants to say, I want to open up awareness to you. I want to open a door to you and the spiritual realm. I want you to step into more of what I've got. I want that awareness in you to wake up. I felt God spoke to us last Sunday. I don't know if you were here um, from the passage about the 10 virgins, where it was so easy for them uh, the bridegroom, if you remember the story, the bridegroom was to come back, but he took a long time in coming. And so they, grew, they, went, they were drowsy and they went to sleep. And it's so easy for us to become drowsy, especially in the comfortableness of our culture. It's so easy for us. To, uh, and, and I believe God wants to wake us up and say, come on, people, wake up, wake up to what I want to do. Wake up to the things of my spirit. Wake up to see actually... God, boy, God is in this place and I didn't even realize it. I believe that will be our testimony uh, as we come through this season. I didn't even realize what God wanted to do. I didn't realize half of what it is to be a Christian and to be the dwelling place of God. Amen? So I want to invite us to go on a journey. I want to invite us to kindle within ourselves right now a thirst for the things of the Spirit. To go on a journey to... to Go into the school of the Spirit, if you like. 
But we've got to want it. We've got to say, boy, I didn't realize uh, that where I've got to. It's become comfortable. It's become nice. It's become routine. It was uh, Being a follower of Christ was never meant to be any of those things. And I think that where God has had us in the last few weeks, maybe months, and, and even this last month as we've uh, abandoned preaching over the last month in the month of October and just said, we believe God wants to speak to us. We believe he wants to arrest us. We believe he wants us to examine our hearts. We believe that he wants to prune us and to remove idols from us. I believe that that is all a precursor to what he wants to do in terms of us living more effectively in the power of the Spirit. Amen? Because you see, I don't believe that God will pour out his Spirit or will see um, the gifts of the Spirit fully released, released amongst us if we're not seeking to be holy before God. If we're not seeking God and to be clean and to repent and to renew our thinking. If we just carry on same old, same old, well, as the saying goes, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. But I believe that God is speaking to us about holiness. He's speaking to us about examining where we're really at with God. What is our walk with God really like? What are our desires for him really like? Where are we at with him? What's he really saying to us? Are there places where actually there are other things in the place of God in our lives right now? That's, that's what idols are. Places where we put other things before God as a priority in our lives. Places where we need pruning and we need to repent and we need to change. I don't know about you, but I feel like uh, I've been in this place a lot of this year. It's been Personally, it's been a bumpy year. I've made reference to it before when I've uh, been up here. I feel like God has brought stuff to the surface that I didn't even realize was there in terms of fears um, and insecurity. I feel like he has, uh, has pointed out idols like needing to be in control and fear of man. I feel like he's pointed out just recently in the last couple of weeks attitudes that need to go. We talk about being there for one another's success. I felt the Spirit spoke, spoke to me quite clearly a couple of weeks ago just to say, you're, you're not really there for one another's success at all, actually. You're there for your own uh, ego in that sense. And there's so many things I believe that God has, has been speaking to me. And, and I've been, as I say, it's been a roller coaster of God bringing stuff to the surface really this year. But I believe that is because of what he wants to do. And I believe that that is a, a thing that he's doing amongst us. I don't think that's finished. It's not like uh, we've examined our hearts and now we're going on to be filled with the Spirit. I believe that. But I believe that all of this comes together. It was fascinating the other day. We have, um, uh, I, you will know about Good News for Swindon, which is the, uh, the kind of gathering together of the churches across Swindon. I was in a, a Good News for Swindon steering group meeting the other day and we were just describing to the other guys in the room, uh, myself and Colin, describing what God was doing at Gateway and what we felt that he was challenging us with. And uh, John Edmonds, who leads uh, Freshbrook Church, so one of the other guys in the room, completely different kind of church. But as we were talking about what God was speaking to us about at Gateway, he said to us, that is fascinating what you're saying. Have you read a book? And he pulled out this book, which is called Sustainable Power by a guy called Simon Holly, who leads a, a church in Bedford called the King's Arms, which some of you will have heard of. It's part of our family of churches. 
He said, because it sounds like the journey that God has got you on is just like what Simon Holly describes in his book, Sustainable Power. And actually, they as a church were going after uh, a greater experience of the things of God, a greater experience of the supernatural, of the presence and the power of God, not in their church services, but in ordinary everyday life. But actually, for, as they went on that journey, God took them through a whole lot of repentance and a whole lot of tearing down of idols and a whole lot of examining their hearts. Actually, it was not a straightforward journey at all. It was their desire to be the people that uh, they believed the New Testament talked about, to be full of the Spirit and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. But God had a whole lot of stuff to do with them first before he could take them there in terms of them understanding their sonship and their, their daughterhood, if you like, whatever the word is, before God. In terms of uh, getting rid of fears, of getting rid of needing to be in control and all sorts of things that God had to take them through uh, and where they had to tear down idols and say, what is this really about? What, what, where you, are you really at with me? Do you really want to be filled with the Spirit and go on this journey? And, fa- and I just believe that was a prophetic moment, actually, as one, someone from outside of our church who knew nothing about us, as we talked, he said, I believe this is the journey God is taking you on. And absolutely. So if you're interested, get hold of that book, Sustainable Power by Simon Holly. I'm in the process of reading it, but I absolutely believe this is the journey that God has got us on. And I believe that he wants uh, to pour out his spirit in greater measure amongst us. I believe that we are to see things that we've not yet seen. But with that will come a cleaning, will come a pruning, will come a challenge. And so it can still be a dream. Guys, it can still be a dream. It's something that has to be stepped into. It's something that we have to choose. It's something that we have to agree with God on. Amen? And so I think we've got some, even even there, we've got to examine our hearts and say, God, am I ready to go on this journey? Do I really want to see what I believe is your intention for the church? And that's where he's got us right now. And that's why we want to talk about the spirit, why we want to go on, go on this journey, why we want to say, God, what really happens when you inv- invade your people? Amen? So really, that's the introduction. But, you know, what Jacob had to do is he had to wake up from his dream and he had to do something. He got hold of the stone that he had been sleeping on and he put it and he made it an altar. There was a stepping. There was a change. Something had to... It, you can hear... We can hear this. We can hear God speaking to us and we can do nothing. We can carry on the same. But I believe that God wants to speak to us and say, where you've been asleep, make it an altar before me. Come and do something get different. And I don't think it's, it's not that we, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I think, it's not that we suddenly put more pressure on ourselves and say, oh, now I've got to work harder. I've got to please God more. Absolutely not. We're under grace. Amen? You're all... John 15, you're already clean because of the word that I spoke to you. But that doesn't mean that God isn't a gardener and he doesn't want to prune us. And he doesn't want us to abide in him, which he does, by the way. But we've got to step into it. There's something that we've got to do. Rob Davies said it in his prophetic word. Genesis 28 says it. There's something that has to be stepped into. That Jared Cooper prophetic word that I just, said to you, that I just told you about. Don't let the enemy deceive you by feelings or circumstance. You have indeed entered into a new season of the spacious place. It's time to step in. But we have to step in. And I think that it's at the level of saying to God, yes, Lord. 
Do what it takes in me that I might be more filled with your spirit. Do whatever it takes in me that as a people we might become truly the dwelling place of God. That we really might be together that gateway to heaven where the heavens are opened, where we begin to see things that you don't see in the natural. But absolutely you see amongst the people of God because as we heard earlier, we're a chosen people. We're a different people. We're set apart. We're a priesthood. We're those who represent God to those around. And that means that the power and the presence of God, doesn't it? But we've got to step in and we've got to say, yes, Lord, I agree. I want to, I want to go on this journey. And I believe it's at the level of each day. It's so simple of each day saying, God, what do you want to do with me today? Holy Spirit, come and fill me today. Now, what do you want to do? And as Terry Verga said to us last Sunday evening, that phrase that has stuck with me all week, he was talking um, from John 2 about the, the wedding at Cana where Mary says uh, to the people who are gathered in terms of the, the, the water jars and turning them into wine, she says, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. And that's it, isn't it? It's as simple as that. It's every morning saying, Lord, fill me with the Spirit. Now, Jesus, I wanna, I, today I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. It's a big prayer. It's a simple prayer, but it's a big prayer. Last weekend, I... I I've been praying lately for more opportunities to pray for people. I think we just need to pray for one another a lot more, don't we? For one another, but also in other situations. We're a people, we're a people who expect God to do stuff. We don't live life on our own. We live life with God. And so why don't we pray more about stuff? Why don't, when stuff happens, why isn't our first port of call God? It's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? Because often it isn't. And so I've been praying about this, and, uh, and there's been one or two more opportunities to pray for people. And then I thought, and then I was, uh, last weekend I was praying about opportunities to pray for people outside church. And do you know what happens? God answers those prayers, doesn't he? And on Monday, I, uh, I, I was chatting to my neighbor out in the street, and uh, she shared something pretty significant in her life. And I just felt God saying, all through the conversation, I was there chatting and keeping the conversation going, and God was saying, pray for her. Now pray for her. No, go and pray for her. Pray for her. And so uh, in the end, I, I did. Because <laughs> God was quite insistent. Out in the street, I, it's, it's not the normal thing that happens in our close, okay? Uh, it's not somebody I speak to that often, but I'm just like, no, God... Come on, I'm going to step. It's a stepping in, isn't it? And it's small things. So can we do that together? I'd love to invite you over the coming days to say, Lord, each day, what would you have me do? Just, just do just what Jesus tells you to do. And at the start of each day to say, God, fill me with your spirit. I want to be the person that you intended me. Full of the spirit of God. And let's see what God will do. Amen? Let's just uh, lift our hands to God. Let's just invite him right now. Lord, we need you. We want more of you, Lord. We, we truly want to know what, what it is to be the people of God, filled with your spirit, the dwelling place of, the, of almighty God, who is not contained in any way, who created the whole universe. Lord, you're awesome. And we say, Lord, we Will you teach us what it is to be the dwelling place of God in these days? Will you come and take us into that school of the Spirit? Lord, we want to respond to you.